Welcome to the podcast. I'm Ninka Benedict Mawitson, and this is where we turn autism and everything around. So, if you want to know how I turned my son's autism around in nature, from stimming, sleepless nights, tantrums, no eye contact, no physical contact, no learning, no life, to a completely neurotypical life in peace and harmony with his family, you're in the right place. Autism and any symptom or problem is a wake up call. It's a sacred second chance. It's a messenger and the message is something's got to change. When we listen and learn, instead of wasting time and money chasing symptoms, expensive therapies, diets, protocols, gurus and supplements, everything changes and I mean everything. So in this podcast, I share the strategies, the mindset and the framework and the spiritual insights that changed our life my health, my love life, and my purpose. If I could do it, so can you. Autism is a hard path, but you've got to get up and walk it. I heard this sentence for the first time in an interview with a woman who had lost her child in the most horrific way when her boyfriend killed her child in a psychotic episode. And the grief that she described almost killed her. In fact, she went as far as to plan her own funeral because the grief, the pain, the horror of losing your child and constantly feeling this pain, this grief, was so deep and so intense that she did not want to go on any longer and she had planned her own suicide. When she went into a plant medicine ritual, an ayahuasca ceremony where she would drink a sacred plant medicine and experience what people experience during these ceremonies, which is Mother Nature and the cosmos speaking to you through the plants. And she went through the most horrific ritual, physical pain, um, vomiting, purging. And what the medicine told her as she was going through all this grief was yes this is a freaking hard path but you've got to get up and walk it and as this woman came out from the ceremony something had changed within her she felt a new sense of hope and purpose and she knew in her heart that she did still have a purpose and that she could walk through this pain and grief and overcome it. Not get over it, but walk through it and still find purpose in life. The reason why I'm bringing this up is that when I saw this woman speak and when I saw what Mother Nature taught her and what the deepest grief in life taught her. I thought of you 
and I thought of me as an autism mama. And I thought about the extremely hard path autism is, walking with autism, going through autism, right from the diagnosis, um, going through the stimming, the rituals, the sleepless nights, the violence, the screaming, the complete turnaround, the, the, the feeling of life changing without you having a say, where the future changes, your, your ideas about what the future will be like, what it's like to have a family, what your mothering will be like, what your child's future will be like. It feels like it's being ripped away from you and your heart is ripped apart. And the future is something that is scary to think about. And the present seemed to drown in an endless an endless, endless row of symptoms of no eye contact, no physical contact, of ritualistic behavior and this feeling of not being able to reach your child, bond with your child, see your child grow the same way that other children grow. And you can feel a sense of bitterness, a sense of frustration, a sense of anger and definitely fear when this happens to you. And still, I feel that this dark moment of the soul, that it is to be given that diagnosis for your child, is the greatest gift. And I know that so many of you out there are struggling with the fact that other parents or even experts in the conventional in the conventional system, will tell you that you're not allowed to even decide that you're going to change this, that you're going to turn this around. And this episode is an episode, it's a share, it's a personal conversation with you, where we talk about the fact that autism is a hard path and that you can get up and walk it and that you are actually presented with two options when you get the diagnosis, the conventional route or the shaman's path, the warrior's path, which is the path of healing. And it is not an easy path. And that is why most people actually choose a conventional route. Not that the conventional route is easy, but the path of the healer is, is harder. And that is why so many people avoid the path, vilify the path, resist the path and decide that that path is not even there for you to walk or see and deny you your own path of healing because so many people do not want to face that inner warrior, that inner shaman that can heal and turn everything around. And that is 100% understandable too. But with this podcast, I want to bring you hope and I want to bring you some of the insights that came through the hardest moments and the darkest moments of the soul as I walked the path, as I got up and walked the path. Because the only way out 
of autism and the symptoms is through it. And the fact that some people will get angry and triggered by you as you heal your child, as you turn the symptoms around, is only to your credit. It is only because it is threatening to observe your path of healing because it makes it possible and available in the collective as an opportunity that cannot be be denied. And so I feel it's very important that we talk about healing and we talk about the path of the shaman, the path of the warrior parent. Because warrior parents also has become a term that is that is linked to negativity. There are autism awareness communities that blog about the the problem with warrior parents. And the problem with warrior parents is that they quotes think that they can heal autism. And that that in itself, that whole notion, that whole concept implicates that we do not accept our children as they are, that we want to change our children and therefore abuse our children energetically and that we are in denial and in delusion and delusional because we we believe in healing. And so I feel this is important to talk about. Because I turned my son's autism around or he turned it around. He woke me up so that I could see that path unfold. And he went from stimming, screaming, sleepless nights, uh, no eye contact, no physical contact, violent behavior to none of those symptoms because of what I'm sharing with you on this podcast. So in order to dive deeper into this topic... I want to tell you that when we are presented with the symptoms of autism or even the autism diagnosis, we have two options. We can go down the conventional route, which I did in the beginning, which is about accepting a a medical paradigm and a scientific paradigm that as we know it, with all kinds of science, is approximately 10 to 20 years behind <laughs> with the with the clinical practice and with with mom's experience, with the cutting edge, cutting edge uh, knowledge when it comes to autism. And so we need to <laughs> take on board actually, old science in order to maintain a paradigm that is shifting, a science that's being replaced. And that also always will cause resistance. It will cause problems. It will cause anger and it will cause a lot of, a lot of aggression towards those who are breaking down the paradigm, who are changing and replacing old science with new science. But going down the conventional route also means accepting autism and accepting the way that mainstream medical societies and autism societies look at autism as a a lifelong neurological disorder that you are born with, also um, special skills but uh, behavioral issues and learning issues that will last for life. And it is um, a paradigm that only regards 
it's it's based in psychiatry and it's based in diagnosis and it's based in a very myopic way of looking at this this spectrum that nobody actually really understands and there's no room for exploration of the physical aspect in the old paradigm the biological aspect the aspect of nature deficiency the aspect of toxic load the aspect of the microbiome the aspect of the different ways that the cells produce energy which is linked to light and electromagnetism from the ground and sunlight and water and it doesn't leave any room for a deeper understanding of the reaction the response that we have decided to call autism that has so many different triggers reasons causes and these causes are always different from child to child which makes it even more complicated uh, so it's not a one cause one solution thing that's going on but because uh, because the diagnosis tools and the organizations and the experts linked to this are only focused on the brain and the behavior the whole body of the child the soul of the child the purpose of the child the other neurological aspects of the symptoms the biotype the bioindividuality of each child and the many different things that we know about healing and quantum physics and placebo effects all of these different aspects of the child is ignored is not taken into consideration and that is why when you get up and walk this path there is a lot of things to take on board and when we go down the the conventional path we tend to become victims i sure did in the beginning because we are told that this is for life we're told that your 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 child will always need some form of support or supervision and it might get exceedingly worse with the symptoms as the child grow because a child who's stimming and screaming and have all kinds of ritualistic behavior has a, a, a limit to the social skills coping mechanisms learning capabilities and behavioral issues that will increasingly become a problem so they say in the conventional system and that leaves us as parents in a form of victimhood um left with a couple of coping strategies maybe behavioral therapy relying very much on experts to tell us what to do and how our future will look like and that helplessness is what you need to abandon if you choose the path of the shaman the path of the warrior the path of the changer the path of the of the remembrance the path of reconnecting the path of restarting resetting everything so when we choose between the conventional path or the path of the healer the one that is determined to change autism to change the symptoms we go from victims to creators and i'm not saying that is by any chance better or easier or worse or anything there's no right or wrong there it's just two different paths and both paths has benefits and um massive 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 side effects to them 
But when we rely on someone else, like the experts and the therapists and the scientists, to give us the answers and know the outcome, we are left in a place of apathy because we cannot change the future. We cannot change the current situation. And it can lead to either anger, bitterness, and fear, and a lifelong sense of simply surviving or coping. Mixed in with a bit of addiction to problems and um, a, a sense of helplessness and hopelessness, without anything to do. And those who are very dedicated to this paradigm tend to disregard the importance of nature, disregard the importance of healthy foods, and become somewhat triggered by those who change lifestyle and diet as part of the healing protocol because they have been told there's nothing you can do. And in order to hold on to that paradigm, you also often tend to, and that's a tendency, to make it wrong or stupid or delusional to believe that there's something you can do by changing your lifestyle and nutrition, for example. So it's all about maintaining a paradigm that is 10 to 20 years behind that doesn't take into consideration the, the epigenetics, which means that the expression of genes, including behavior, health, cell, cellular repair, detoxification, um, uh, ability to learn, ability to heal, ability to combat chronic disease, how that is impacted by the environment in which the body, the cells live their lives. So it disregards epigenetics, it disregards the bioindividuality, it disregards placebo, it disregards the importance of lifestyle, it disregards completely that toxins and pesticides and medicine and cosmetics and stress and an unnatural lifestyle which we have been exposed to increasingly over the past 60 years which ultimately has led to an explosion in cases of autism from about 2000 and my son was diagnosed in 1999 so that was just before this increase of the epidemic of autism which is constantly on the rise as we live a more stressful, a more toxic, a more unnatural, a more disconnected life while we destroy the soil and uh, the planet and nature and our own bodies. So it's all linked, but that's something that we need to pretend does not even exist. We need to pretend that toxins does not affect our children, does not affect their behavior, does not affect whether they live a life with chronic disease or autism or other behavioral issues or not, we need to pretend that the science that were used 20, 30, 50 years ago is still valuable in this time of chaos and crisis and toxicity where some scientists say unless we reverse everything within 17 years, we are actually on, a, on the way to witness a mass extinction 
including of ourselves. And I believe that these children are here to wake us up to that, are here to teach us how to fix that and change that and turn that around. So where the conventional route is all about getting a diagnosis and coping with all these symptoms, pretending that it is something that we need to accept and that therapy like behavioral therapy or institutions or special needs and uh, financial support from the government or whoever, whomever insurance is going to give our child um, the life that we want for our children. That's something that we need to buy into and we need to support an old system of looking at this from a pretty myopic place. When I say that autism is a hard path, but you've got to get up and walk it, I believe that every single mom who who are parenting an autistic child right now have been chosen specifically because of her strength, because of her her mentality, because of her love, because of her wisdom, because of her big heart and because of her the, the the assignment that she came to this planet to fulfill. And I know that sometimes when we get here, we forget who we are. I do believe that every autism mama, have, they have been chosen to go through this journey. And sometimes we can forget that that is our journey. So what is the journey? What is that hard path? And what is it, why is it linked to the role of the shaman, the role of the healer? And why is it that the shamans laugh when people come and say, I want to become a shaman? That's because being a shaman is one of the hardest jobs, one of the hardest paths you can choose because you've got to go through so much grief, heartache, pain in order to heal that for yourself so that you can heal others so that you can be there for others in their darkest moments in their sickest hours in their in their deepest darkness and crisis and disease moments of disease and heal by being there with them because you have walked this path so being a shaman actually means walking through the darkness so approaching it instead of wanting to run away from it, coping with it, medicate it, delegate it, deny it, or even just accept it, which is why I have such a mixed set of emotions when it comes to autism acceptance, because I feel that acceptance is worthless without action. It is worthless without the next step, because healing is movement. It is not Static healing is always movement, moving forward, moving through. The, the way of the shaman is I have all the tools to heal myself and my child within me. And I decide the outcome of my life and my child's future by the choices that I make and don't make the food that I eat, the way that I relate to myself and my path and my heart and my body, whether I'm on my right path or not, whether I'm being a responsible 
citizen, human being, mother, parent, someone who lives in connection with nature and respect for nature and in sync with nature or not. So the reason why the, the, the way of the shaman is a hard path is that we have got to walk through the darkest moments, the, the most unbearable symptoms. I cannot describe the, what I, I used to call it, I actually still call it the dark faces of autism. That is the dark moment of the soul that you need to walk through as an autism mama to become a healer, to create a new reality. Because when I look at my child and what he went through during those years, he had every possible physical symptom that you can have that expresses the crisis on a cellular level collectively for the humans on the planet right now. He had eczema, he was on asthma medication, coughing, um, constipation, then diarrhea, extremely smelly stools, parasites, infections, viral infections, bacterial infections, sleepless nights, night terror, um, all kinds of eczema on the skin and outbreaks and itching so that he couldn't sleep. He was so sensitive on his skin that he couldn't take a shower. We couldn't cut his nails. We, he didn't want to wear clothes. He couldn't go into a, a shopping mall. We couldn't take him for a drive because he was so sensitive to everything and uh, we didn't sleep because he was screaming at night he was violent mixed in with completely apathic non-engaging didn't want to have any eye contact didn't want any physical contact so his symptoms looked like a mixture of chronic disease like an autoimmune disease like eczema and allergies Alzheimer's disease, psychological diseases, all the things that we would go and get medicated for by the doctors that don't know that this is a sign of crisis, this is a cry for help. And when we go through those dark moments of the soul, what it invites us to do is to get up and walk it with our child. And it's actually a walk back in time, witnessing what has gotten us here as mothers, as women. And when we feel the fear on the shaman's path, on the healer's path, the warrior parent's path, instead of feeling the fear of the future, which we did in the conventional pathway, where we are coping with it and we're trying to blame people for it and we are trying to to ask somebody else to fix this for us. What we do in the shaman's way is that we walk towards fear because what is in fear is everything that we have not faced that needs changing, everything that we have not felt that needs processing, needs to be felt, everything that we haven't faced about ourselves, our lives, our bodies, our choices, our mistakes, our dreams, our longings, our purpose. So walking towards it is movement. Facing everything is healing. Feeling is healing. And so for me, what fear was revealing to me 
was everything I had been in denial about, everything I have been detached from, everything I had to remember about who I am and who I had become. And for my child, that the, what he expressed was a result of my choices, my denial and my detachment. So my many years living a life completely detached from my body, eating crappy foods, no sleep at night, too much alcohol, cigarettes, uh, being in relationships with men I didn't love and that didn't love me, unhealed trauma from my childhood, living in the city, partying too much, choosing the traditional route of stressful jobs in the city, um, an unconscious marriage and uh, toxic products used on my skin, uh, a hospital birth, loads of medication all throughout my life, just denial, 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 modern stressful lifestyle and no no realization of what I was doing to myself and my body because everyone else was doing it. So what could be the problem? All these foods were available in the supermarkets. So what could be the problem? Someone else would have made it. Surely someone else would have made this food illegal if it was dangerous. And everyone else was eating it. Everyone else was drinking alcohol. Everyone else were having babies in the hospital, uh, giving antibiotics, putting the baby on formula, and then baby food, and then pizza, and then ice cream, and then antibiotics, and then hydrocortisone cream. And then eating vegetables and meat that was filled with pesticides and sprayed, you know, and all those things. So I had left myself so many times that it took a very dark walk through hell, basically, in order to wake me up. So... I feel that you've been chosen for this work. And when you feel that you cannot do this anymore, when you feel that you are pushed to the limit, to the edge, and you cannot even get up in the morning anymore, so you can't cope with changing the food and the lifestyle as well, you can't cope with any more tantrums, so you just got to put your child in front of the screen so that you can get some time for yourself, or you feel that your fear for the future is so intense that you can't even see how things are going to play out for you. I want you to know this. Everything that you feel right now that is intense and confronting and overwhelming and making you so fearful for the future, what the shamans say about this, what the indigenous people have always said about this is what is coming is going. This is showing up to remind you of what you are letting go of now. And in order to let go of it fully, you need to walk through it. You need to meet it like an old friend that is saying hello on the way to the airport so that you are reminded of what you don't want to be anymore. And I also want to say to you that the reason why so many women choose not to go down this route is that literally everything has got to change in order to reverse this. In order to reverse the symptoms, in order to walk this path of healing, in order to turn the symptoms around. 
we need to work on the foundation. We need to get these children back into nature, into the sunlight, barefoot walking on the ground. We need to have a very thorough look inwards and face our trauma, our self-neglect, our denial, our lies, the truth that is waiting for us, the pain, the feelings that we haven't felt. We need to change the way that we relate to ourselves in order to heal this. And the journey is your journey. It is not the child's journey because when you change, everything changes. We need to change our beliefs and shift them so that it becomes fully present in your mind and in your heart that the healing is you. You are the healing. You have all the, the tools within you. You are the only one who can collect all the pieces of the healing puzzle for your child. There's no diet or supplement or detox or biomedical practitioner that is going to collect all the pieces of the puzzle for your child's healing, complete healing picture. Only you can do that and you're chosen to do that because you bring a healing path that will inspire other moms all over the world to do the same. And your healing path is unique to you and your child. So you need to change your belief so that you actually believe in your heart and in your mind that you are turning this around, that you are healing this. And in order to do that, you have to allow those around you that do not subscribe to this paradigm, that do not believe that you can turn autism around, that do not allow you to believe that you can turn autism around. You need to let them have their opinion and you need to respect their opinion and allow that opinion to be their opinion. But your belief cannot change and shift from I am healing this, I am recovering my child, I am turning this around by turning my life around, by turning my thoughts around, by turning my lifestyle around. Um, another thing that we need to understand when we get into this is that the child expresses what we suppress. So wherever we have become apathic, our child will show this by staring into the world, to the wall, by rocking back and forth. When we, are, when we are running around in circles, the child will show you by stimming and circling and uh, expressing frustrations about all the times that you are leaving your inner child, your truth, your heart, mother nature, your path. And so it's reminders. It is literally wake-up calls for you. And... We need to understand that we have to change everything. We cannot abuse Mother Earth. We cannot eat toxic food. We cannot spray our crops. We cannot drink toxic water. We cannot probably heal a very sick child in a big city. There are, there are some massive shifts that need to happen. Because it's not just a question of food and lifestyle. It's a question of sound and frequencies. We are calibrated to the frequency of nature. We need to reconnect to nature more. We need to get these children outside. So when you're in your darkest moments, know that autism is 
designed to get you there, to get you to that place where you can't take anymore because that is the only way you're going to get to the place of surrender. And surrender is the key to healing. Until you are so pushed to the limit that you can't take anymore, you will not surrender. Your life, your food, your choices, your lifestyle, your thoughts, your feeling to the purpose of healing, to the healing path, the way of the shaman. So I want you to honor that you've been chosen for this, that you are equipped to do this, that you have the tools to do this, that you are the shaman and that you have been chosen to do this because you are stronger than everybody else. You can endure more than anybody else. You can heal the unhealable, the unrecoverable And you have been put on this planet to prove that. And so you will meet resistance from the old paradigm, from those who are attached to the old way of doing things, from from those who are attached to having authorities tell them what they can do and cannot do, from those who have detached from their heart, from, from their soul, from manifesting, from creating, from placebo, from the quantum physics, the quantum field where your vibration, your energy, your actions create your reality. So people that are in the warrior shaman world will be triggered by people who choose to cope and to walk through life in a state of coping, which will mean that it will require them to stay in a very superficial state of dealing with autism, which is why we often see that unhealthy foods and a lot of screen time and gaming and denial is part of that path. And you will be triggered by that as a, as a warrior because sometimes you will want to live that life. You will want to say, let's just screw this. I'm going to just give my child whatever everyone else is having and eat pizzas in front of the TV and leaving it to to therapists and authorities to take responsibility for my future or to line up the future for me. And those who are in the conventional world who are coping, believing in authorities, believing that there's nothing you can do, that is what they will create, by the way, by that belief system, via that belief system, will be triggered by those who question that of course, because they question the whole concept of autism being something that is for life and something you cannot change. They will question your victim role and they will question the helplessness and hopelessness, which is fundamentally an illusion. So that is, that's actually all I wanted to say in this podcast about allowing yourself to go through the darkest moments and understanding that yes this is a hard path at times it might take months or years until you get there but you gotta get up and walk it and when you walk through it you walk out of it so thank you so much for listening and thank you so much for being here in this community the barefoot autism warriors community if you want more support Go to my website, barefootautismwarriors.com. Download my free guide, my free ebook, my free resources, my free meditation. And uh, 
all I want to say is that you are in this because you've been chosen to be here. And if you feel that this resonates with you, I would love for you to give this podcast five stars and leave a comment and share it with a friend because that is how this word gets around. That is why it's being picked up by the algorithm. And that is how more people get into the state of healing and understanding the healer within instead of coping and contributing to this epidemic of autism that is only going to get more and more significant over the years if we don't change significantly now. And we can. See you soon.